biggest thing that you have ever prayed for? Biggest thing, the biggest, boldest thing you've ever prayed for. I don't know about you, but often I think my prayers are too small. You know, sometimes when I, when I look at my prayers and I look at the things that I ask God for, that my prayers often sound more like a shopping list than, than, than they sound like me pursuing the living God. And uh, tonight, what we're going to do is take a look at a big, big prayer that Moses prayed to God. So if you have your Bible with you, we're going to be in Exodus 33. If you don't have your Bible with you, we have some in the back, or you can just listen. I know that you'll be able to follow along. Now, as we get into Exodus 33, very, very quickly, a little context of what's going on. Moses had just come through the golden calf episode with the people, where they, he was gone getting on Mount Sinai getting the Ten Commandments, and the people persuaded Aaron to make for them a golden calf that they worshipped. Um, and so God was coming through, and he was going to wipe them out, and Moses has just interceded for the forgiveness of the people. And God's told, here's what God's told Moses at this time. He said, people are going to go to the promised land, just like he said, but what God said is that he would not personally go with them. He said, I'm going to send my angel ahead of you, but I personally will not go with you into the promised land. So that's kind of a little bit of the background. We pick up the story in verse 12 of Exodus 33, and it says, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you've not let me know where, uh, whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And I love this because in this prayer, Moses reminds God that these are his people. Now understand, God's not forgetful. So it's not like Moses said, God, remember that you're people. Oh, you're right, Mo, I forgot. Thanks for reminding me. No, 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 it's not like that at all. What we know as we stu study Scripture is that God is pleased when we remind Him of His promises in Scripture. When we, when we go before the Lord and we say, Lord, remember what you said here. Remember your promise. That Remember that these are your people. God is pleased. God is delighted when we hold Him to His word. When, when we just bring that before him. Because what it shows is it shows that we really trust him and that we really trust his word. In verse 14, it says, The Lord replied, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And so uh, God, seeing that Moses is trusting in his, uh, in his word, he relents and he agrees to personally go with them. And then verse 15, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else will, will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And so here we see that Moses is appealing to God on the basis of his glory. He, he, it's, it's not about what's in it for Moses. God, Moses saying, God, they're your people. What are the nations going to say? How are they going to know that these are your people if you don't go with us? And what we see here also is that for Moses, the presence of God was more valuable and more important 
than just entering the promised land. The promised land was important. Uh, They hadn't been there for over 400 years, and, and this was God's gift to them, their inheritance, the promise to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And as important as that was to Moses, the very presence of God was far more important. Moses was more interested in the gift giver than in the gifts. He was more interested in God than in the things that he could get from God. And Moses would settle for nothing less than the very best. He wanted the very presence of God himself. In verse 17, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. So I don't want you to miss this. God is pleased with Moses, and he knows him by name. Now, when it says that God knows him by name, it doesn't, it's not that God says, I know your name is Moses. That's not what it's referring to here. Rather, what it means is that God has an intimate relationship with Moses. We see in the book of Exodus that that God would meet with Moses and talk with him as a man speaks to his friend. So it's far more to do with that intimate relationship that Moses had with God than it is just knowing the man's name. And and it says that God is pleased with Moses. And it reminds me of, of another passage in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, verse 6, where it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And that's what we're here to do tonight, to earnestly seek God. And it says that faith, which is really trust in God, trust in God's word, trust in what God has revealed is what pleases God. Now, what I want you all to do right now, if you would, just kind of spiritually buckle your seatbelts because here comes the biggest boldest, and one of the most bodacious prayers in all of the Bible. And it's right here in verse 18. And then Moses said, now show me your glory. Whoa, whoa, that is a huge prayer. I mean, can you believe the audacity here? You've got Moses and he's interceding with the God of the universe. And he says, God, show me your glory. Moses is asking to see the glory of God. Now, in the, in the Hebrew language, the word for glory is kabod, which means it speaks of God's heaviness, God's weightiness, his honor, his splendor, his essence, all that is God. And Moses is asking for a glimpse of God himself. He's asking for a deeper revelation from God, a deeper revelation of who God is. And as I read this, I've got to ask myself this question, would I pray that prayer would I pray that prayer, God, show me your glory? I mean, that's bold. That's, 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 that's just audacious of Moses to do it. And then I ask myself a question. If I wouldn't pray that prayer, why not? If not, why not? And the reason why I say that is, well, first of all, listen to this commentary. I, I, I love, one of my favorite writers is A.W. Tozer. And in his amazing book called The Pursuit of God, a book I highly recommend every believer read, listen to to Tozer's commentary on this passage. He says, Come near to the holy men and women of the past, and you will soon feel the heat of their desire after God. They mourned for him. They prayed and wrestled and sought for him day and night, in season and out, And when they had found him, the finding was all the sweeter for the long seeking. Moses Moses used the fact 
that he knew God as an argument for knowing him better. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I might find grace in your sight. And from there he rose to make the daring request. And this is in the King James Version. It says, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. There's that prayer we just read. And Tozer said, God was frankly pleased by this display of ardor, and the next day called Moses into the mount, and there, in solemn procession, made all his glory pass before him. God was pleased with this request. God was pleased by the boldness of Moses asking to see just even a glimpse of his glory. And, and Moses' request was bold, but it wasn't brazen. It, it was audacious, but it wasn't presumptuous. What he was praying for is it was an appeal for deeper intimacy with God. And it was a refusal for him to settle for anything less than God himself. Listen to these words from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. From the New King James Version, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So now how does God respond to this prayer? Does God wipe out Moses and say, how dare you? What well, says in verse 19, and the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there's a place near me where you can stand on a rock. So, so God's answer to Moses' bold prayer, God knew that Moses couldn't, he couldn't survive the experience of seeing the full weight of God's glory. So he gave Moses as much as he could handle, and he'll do the same for us. If we will be so bold as to ask God to get a glimpse of his glory, he'll give us all that we can handle. And as we get ready to transition into a time of prayer tonight, I want us to do just, I want to encourage us just to do a couple of things. As we go to pray, and we've got our prayer slips and all of those things, but I, I want us to, to seek a deeper intimacy with God. I, I want us, as we pray, to really press in and seek God's presence in our lives and to ask God for a genuine encounter with Him and with His glory. And we don't need to be afraid of what we might experience because a genuine encounter with God a real encounter with God will always lead to repentance. I think of Isaiah when he saw the glory of God. He says, woe is me, I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips. When we see God's glory, it will lead us to repentance. It will always lead us to humility. It will always lead us to a deeper love for and an appreciation of God's word. And it will always lead to transformation and holiness in our own lives. And so, I want to transition into our time of prayer with the words of a great hymn. Many of you know it, and the words are, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So right now what we're going to do is we're going to transition into a time of prayer. We're going to have prayer points up on the screen. We've got prayer slips right here. For those who are watching online, we have our digital prayer wall up on our website, and you can go there and get prayer requests.
It's good to spend time with God, isn't it? Let's all stand together. We're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time in corporate prayer as a family, as the body of Christ. Father God, we just pray as a church family what Moses prayed all those years ago. Lord, show us your glory. And God, as we pray that you would show us your glory, our prayer is that you would draw us into a deeper, more intimate relationship with you. Father, we know that we, we hunger and we thirst for you. But Lord, we, we just pray that you would intensify that hunger, intensify that thirst, that we would desire you more and more. God, we pray that your glory would be displayed in our lives, that your glory would be displayed in our church, that your glory would be displayed in our community, in our state, in our nation, and in our world. Lord, we just want to see you. We want to know you in a deeper way than we've ever known you before. And God, when we look at what Moses had and as what Moses sought, we realize we have so much more today. Moses didn't have the complete word of God, but we do. Moses didn't have the permanently indwelling and empowering relationship with the Holy Spirit, but we do. God, we have so much more. Lord, may we experience even greater intimacy, even just have a deeper walk with you. And we pray, Lord, that as you draw us deeper this year in our walk with you, that you would produce genuine humility and genuine holiness in our lives, Lord, that we would be repentant people, uh, not because we, we think that you're against us, Lord, but because we just don't want anything to spoil the sweetness of that intimacy with you. God, you are so good, and it is such a joy, and it is such a privilege, and it is such an honor to be able to come before the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy. And God, we need mercy. If ever we need mercy, it's now. Lord, please, as we come, would you please satisfy our longing with your very presence? Would you please satisfy our longing, Lord, with that touch from you? And Lord, would you please open our eyes that we may see your glory all around us? God, you are so good. Lord, we pray for every need that is expressed here in the church. Lord, we pray for those who need healing. We pray, Lord, for those who, who need provision. We pray, Lord, for those who need to come to Christ. God, we just pray for you to be glorified in all things. And God, we come as you have instructed us to come in the name of the one who gave his life that we might be forgiven, that we might be made right with you. We come to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and we thank you. Amen. Amen.